the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Oh, it was a long Sunday, long Sunday, watching these whores put lipstick on the pimps of the corruption in our government. And that's really what we're looking at. How many people knew there was a delegate from the Virgin Islands that made $174,000? Has all of the conveniences, including the office allowance of a congressman, basically a congressman only never votes on anything. So what do you do? You spread lies and rumors. I believe that over the next year, Americans are really going to learn what the Biden administration has done to support American families and drive down inflation and all the good works that they're doing. That is Stacey Plaskett, who is a delegate to Congress, which means she can't vote. She's from the U.S. Virgin Islands. She doesn't sound like she's from the Virgin Islands, does she? No. She's just another apparatchik of corruption. She makes the same thing a Congress birthing person, non-birthing person makes, 174000 She has a, a, an allowance. She has a staff. 40000 a year, these Congress hacks get for office furniture. And she can also raise money. That's why she's been a delegate since 2015. But what she really is, is a cog in the corruption, in the bureaucratic complex called our government. You see, we argue about this dimwit in diapers. He's merely the Hun ornament. Everyone knows Joe Biden is suffering. I mean, come on. We all know it. Anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte. One another line going from in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Square with the that's my favorite one. But it's all evidence that Joe Biden isn't running anything, and the rest of the world is suffering. You see, there's turmoil all over, all over particularly some enemies that have nukes. Tonight, North Korea firing yet another barrage of cruise missiles, according to South Korea's military. The second launch in a week, this time to the west, landing in the Yellow Sea between North Korea and China. Do you remember when uh, we didn't hear from this guy? He was fat and happy. Granted, the only fat person in North Korea. However, he was happy, he was quiet, and the world was safer. And then there's other problems in the Horn of Africa, where we have been sending troops from all around the country. National Guardsmen, I mean, outside of the 3,000 we just sent to Ukraine. On April 15, people in Sudan woke up to the sounds of explosions, artillery shells, and air strikes. Two army generals who came to power in a 2019 coup and shared it for four years decided to oust one another. Who staged the coup? 
CIA or something. Who staged the coup? It's not a haiku. It's a coup. And that's our specialty. And you know, it reminds me of what we're experiencing from South Africa, all of the chaos, as right now the Department of Justice sues Texas because they put buoys in the Rio Grande to stop the fentanyl flow. And our government sues Texas because the culture of corruption is what makes them money. And I was reminded of that tape of the Black Rock executive. Ukraine is good for business. You, you know, right? We don't want the conflict to, to, to end. What? We don't want the conflict to end as a country. The longer this goes on, the weaker Russia is. Uh, I'll give an example. Russia Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat's going to go mad up. So what are you going to do if you're a trading firm? The moment that news hits, within a millisecond, you're going to pump... You're going to pump trades into um, into whoever uh, the wheat suppliers are, into their stocks. Within an hour or two, that stock goes up, and then you sell, and you just made, I don't know, however many milk. And that was three weeks ago. This is from four days ago. One of the top stories we are tracking this morning is the price of wheat. It surged by the most in a decade yesterday, at one point leaping 9% with Moscow threat. So this has nothing to do. With Ukraine's sovereignty or any, it doesn't have anything to do with Sudan and the continuity of Africa. It's about American turmoil for profiteering, mainly war profiteering. And that's why when I played the clip on Friday of the Congress people, the actual Congress, not the welfare roaches called delegates that don't vote, that pretend they're from anything other than a welfare leech like the Virgin Islands or Puerto Rico or D.C., whatever it is. But real Congress people who are supposed to be the ones in charge of all of this, not just the money, but the military actions, it means more than what we thought it meant on Friday. I'd like to thank Chairman Comer and uh, Speaker McCarthy who have allowed us to do this. Yes, sir. Just anybody. My, my question starts with you here. But tell us, walk us through what has happened. You say you tried to get information from the military. Yeah, we were. And, and, and if others have other, you know, I mean, give us very specific things, what the inquiry was. What they responded, how you went back, and, and, and therefore what your thesis is and what they're trying to cover up. Okay, well, and what Representative Luna and I experienced was um, uh, our colleague Matt Gates was contacted by some folks that said that some people would like to talk about some information, some things they'd seen. And we, um, we contacted the Air Force, and we flew. We were told we were going to be briefed on this issue, the UFO, UAP, I like UFO. And, um, now, I understand they're talking about UFO, but I want you to understand this is a congressperson. The government, the Pentagon, this is who oversees them. This is why they lost $6 trillion, because they didn't lose it. They stole the money, like a Ukrainian oligarch. They spent it, and they don't want to, we have no oversight over any of it. So when Congress people even try to investigate it, what does it really look like? We got down there, and it was the traditional skiff, James Bond stuff. You leave your phone, your Fitbit. We go in, and the synopsis had nothing to do. It was some pretty pretty big, important stuff, but it was not to, anything to do with the UFO, and we stopped the thing rightfully right in the middle of it and said, hey, this is not what you all told us we were coming down here for. And they basically told us, we're not going to give it to you. The, the arrogance of this general was beyond belief. The this Pentagon, is Force, this is Department of the Air Force. It was the commanding, 
Uh, yeah, of course. It was the commanding uh, general of Eglin Air Force Base. And ultimately, even before we got down there, the Pentagon actually tried to cancel the field hearing. And also, it's important to note... So do you think the people are going to find out about the CIA's coup staging in Sudan? You think we'll find out about the manipulation and the turmoil in Israel? You think we'll find out what's going on in Syria? Let alone Ukraine. Forget about Ukraine. That's the money scam that the people love, right? I see them with the flags and whatnot. Forget about the facts of what's going on. Or the fact they're getting their ass kicked. And Rootin' Tootin' Putin was at a talk this weekend. And you should kind of hear what he says. Today we learned that Great Britain, through the deputy head of the Ministry of Defense of this country, announced not only the supply of tanks to Ukraine, but also shells with depleted uranium. It seems that the West really decided to fight with Russia to the last Ukrainian, no longer in words, but in deeds. But, in this regard, I would like to note that if all this happens, then Russia will have to respond accordingly. I mean that the collective West is already starting to use weapons with a nuclear component. He understands it's a proxy war. He's fighting it like a proxy war. And you're hearing from idiots that this is weakening Russia. None of that is true. This is killing people. Just like it's killing people in Sudan. Just like it's killing people in Syria, Yemen. We don't mind any of this. And it was just three short years ago. None of this was going on. When you hear Putin talk, that's not some fat guy waiting in between lap dances in North Korea. That's the real deal. And he's not running out of money. It's not bankrupting it. In fact, wheat prices went up. What do you think Putin sells? I mean, outside of natural gas, oil, and other resources. ...ships sailing to Ukrainian ports. Now, that's happening after Russia withdrew from the Black Sea grain deal earlier this week. Joining us for more is our Bloomberg... See, because BlackRock and the war profiteers and Lindsey Graham's campaign contributors aren't the only ones that make money. Oh, no, Russia makes money, too. So overseas now, Russian missiles and drones have pummeled Odessa and other Ukrainian port cities for a third straight night. Moscow says it's punishment for an attack that closed the only bridge to the Crimean Peninsula. But, but Lindsey Graham's going to fight to the last Ukrainian. Why doesn't Lindsey pick his skirt up and go over there himself? Because he's profiting on this in the same way BlackRock. This should be a scandal. But in a country where the government really doesn't have to answer to you, and you could send out... Cheap whores like Stacey Pluscott to just go and put lipstick on the pig that is the Biden administration and the government writ large. Well, you know, first of all, they want to talk about censorship. That any time you point out untruths, you're censoring. You're stopping people from speaking. It's not that we're not stopping people from speaking. People can speak. But we're also going to give the American people the truth so that they can have science and facts and history against wild outlandish claims that the Republicans are trying to get. I just want the information on where our money is. I want the information on where people are dying, you moron. And I want to know why you get to play Congresswoman. Why you get the allowance, the 174 grand. In the meantime, 
there is some good news. Speaking today, Hunter's right-hand man, Devin Archer, we can now report, will testify, will give an interview, is the way to say this actually, from Capitol Hill, one week from today. We just got the date on this very important moment in this story. Because, of course, Devin Archer knows all about the Biden family business because he was there. He was involved in nearly all of it. Here is uh, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer playing golf with uh, then vice president. Uh, Lots of photos of them with different business associates from some of these deals. Now, the president has repeatedly denied literally any connection or understanding at all about Hunter's what some would call odd business dealings with Ukraine and Chinese executives. Archer can likely shed a lot of light on this situation. Do you know why, Squirrel? By the way, it's good to have Squirrel back. We're in full force. Do you know why, Squirrel? Because this piece of dung, this friend of the crack-smoking sister-in-law banging dimwit bagman for Joe Biden and his stupid-looking uncle and aunt, just his end was a $60 million bond scheme. That's just one of their scams at Rosemont Seneca. You see, the reason the Chinese Communist Party give money to the Democrats isn't because they like the cut of their jib. It's because they own them. So don't be distracted by just the puppets. It's time to go after the puppeteers. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. To protect Joe Biden, will you provide to this committee, not the House, the Senate Judiciary Committee, will you provide the FD-1023 and will you provide the 17 recordings so we can assess what is the evidence the specific credible evidence that Joe Biden personally took a $5 million bribe from a foreign national. Senator, we will work with this committee, you and other members, to provide uh, the information within the parameters of the process. Will you provide the FD-1023, yes or no? I will take that back and we will work with our team. So you're not answering that. They have no oversight. Nothing. They can do anything. Forget about the senators you know, the Congress people, the morons that run for office. This is tyranny. It is a bureaucratic coup d'etat of our republic. And these unnamed whores and dimwits, they're in charge. They don't have to answer Jack. And if you don't like it, too fracking bad. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. I want to know where it is. Hey, morons, he's dead and buried. May he burn in hell. I want to know where the money is. In the meantime, you lost another $2.7 trillion, huh, dummies? And now... We've got the greatest scam perpetrated on man. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by... And then in the meantime, i got to listen to these idiots that vote Democrat because they care about the climate or killing their babies. I don't like it. 
I don't like talking like this. I don't like being like this. In person, I prefer to see the best in people and relate to people through common humanity, even when we disagree. But these devices and these platforms are being used by radical Republicans to destroy and undermine our democracy and environment. So I am going to spit truth right back at them. In this case, yes, it is true that the climate does naturally change. 12,000 years ago, the end of the last ice age allowed humans to proliferate through the world. But it's also true that humans affect climate, you f***ing morons. It is possible to have a morning and an afternoon. See, now say it on TikTok. Hey, Democrat scum. Say it on TikTok and get all chesty. Now try it in a parking lot. See how many teeth you got to pick up, morons. Israel ain't the only one that could have protests. Glenn in Oak Brook. Yeah, hey, Sean. Uh, Devin Archer is going to testify next Monday. You think he's going to make it, or you think he's getting a ton of death threats right now? I think it's a win-win for us either way. I really don't give a rip. He's been a piece of garbage for 15 years. I knew this scallywag's name. And when you look at Rosemont Seneca, and you see the liaison. I, I, I did about uh, seven months ago. When they, when they did the, uh, the Fesker, Fisker, that, remember that electric half-assed car with the solar panels? And they did it in Delaware. And he got the $179 million for the factory. It closed in six months. They sold it to the Chinese communist for $5 million. He's all neck deep in it since then. Brother, they're making money hand over fracking fist. And you know what's heartbreaking? Is the real people that go to work, like the ones that, like the lady at Lowe's that got fired because she wanted to stop the stealing. They'll never see a fraction of what these whores and scum steal in an afternoon. And they get away with it, brother. And I'm sick and freaking tired of it. I want to know where the money is, and I want it to stop. Freaking scum. Testify. How about you testify and we give you the Mussolini after? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? Fantastic. Although I bust my ass working and making money honestly instead of these political whores. I should have became a lobbyist. I'd have 50 oh, no times kidding. the money I got now. And I'd have all these really? all these tramps giving me a lap dance. Go ahead. Sean, I just wanted to say this uh, this administration, Biden and his administration, are, are making a joke out of this country. you got uh, countries like uh, North Korea, China, Russia, Iran. They're all laughing at us. We have the federal government suing Texas because they're trying to protect our borders from these illegals. I mean, what the hell is going on? That's if you look at it through the eyes of a decent man. Think another way. This is the perfect example of what every freaking Democrat is. Joe Biden is every Democrat, and every Democrat is in on the scam. Every single one of them. This president did such a remarkable job. He is a person of such knowledge such vision for the country such knowledge why do all your hammers stink in your garage why do all of the hammers in your garage stink and why won't your husband wear pants of the issues such strategic thinking and such a legislator and on top of it all a person who connects with the american people it just has to get out there and if you're so drunk you can't enunciate the words how did you make 300 million dollars trading options huh dimwit Tramp, get off the table. Damn it. Jim and Lyle. Sean, August 4th. August 4th, we're supposed to get, finally, results. Touchdown. What, what, what do you think? Are the is? aliens coming? Because the only thing that's going to save us is aliens with their alien money. Because aliens don't like Democrats. What do you got going on on the 4th? 
I don't have anything going on, but Patrick Burns seems to think something very major is happening August 4th, and he said that he has right, absolute well, certainty about his prediction. All right, well, maybe it's like astrology or something. I don't know, is a Capricorn or born on the cusp? I can't figure it out. I've been supposed to have good things happen to me since I was born. I'm on the cusp, squirrel. How about you? You on a cusp? Nah, you don't know. Mike and Hammond. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. Nope. Yeah, everybody's got to be uh, real careful about this Devin Archer coming to testify. I think he's coming to the rescue of Biden, to be honest with you. He's got close ties to uh, the Kerry Hines family, if anybody doesn't know that. Well, there's three and, of these uh, scum. I don't think he's going to do us any favors. No, the three scum, and they're childhood scum, and they're all degenerates. It's Devin Archer. It's oh, uh, it. it's it. Hines' uh, 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 kid, son, and it's the Hunter Biden yep. scumbag. Yeah, please. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to do any favors for the Republicans. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it, brother. The Republicans are jealous of the scams. You think they're offended by it? Where's the dimwit I had on MSNBC? Oh, it's already 430? It's the fastest show on radio. When I get back, I'll play you a Republican dimwit who's going to give you an alternative to fixing things. You're going to like it, though, because she's a nice lady. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. They're throwing rocks in Iraq again. It's never good. The minute they start throwing rocks, they're burning flags and whatnot. Here we go again. What was the point of that whole thing in Iraq? Yeah, it made things a lot calmer. They're burning flags. They're mad at Switzerland. and I mean, you just look at the news, and you look around the world, and you realize the chaos and when it all started. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. The idea that... Um Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? You're ruining everything, you moron. You're destroying not just the country, you're affecting the entire world. You are the perfect Democrat. I hope they run you in perpetuity. Because judging by Jimmy Carter, you moron Democrat presidents never die. Uh, Matt, South Bend. John, afternoon. I just I had a point that I was looking at when I heard Pelosi say that speech. It was just like, what, what, why did she say that? And I, I think she needs her hair smelled and groped by President Biden. Uh, that, that, uh, I think I think she's got the the bellman at the Ritz. You were, did you know that her and uh, Harry Reid Harry Reid lived at the Ritz for twenty fracking years? No way. No yeah, way. and so does Nancy. They live in a suite at the Ritz. Brother, you think these guys make 174000 She spends that on booze and Demerol. Thank you for the call, well, Matt. Appreciate it very much. Dave and Barrington. Demerol. Okay. Hey, um, Sean, I'm not getting this here. All right, Devin Archer, business associate. So why is he ratting on his old business partners? What are they, like, didn't come through with a deal or something? He's looking at 30 what's years. Your, what's your, what's, what's he, your take? He doesn't, I don't know, apparently he doesn't have the clout that uh, Hunter Biden has. Never forget, when your partner is a crackhead, tensions run high. You don't know how much money, you think Hunter Biden just stole 
from the American people or tr- betrayed his country, he probably stole from his business partners. And, you know, one thing you know about mobsters, probably. they don't like to be cheated. And that's when things go away, you know, sideways. And the thing about these Democrats, they're not like the old-fashioned mobsters. They get mad and they hit you with their purse. Greg in Rogers Park. Hey, Sean. See, the uh, best lunch state in all Washington, D.C. is here in Chicago. But more importantly, Dirty Dick Durbin has got COVID for the third time, and he got all those vaccinations. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, well, I, I mean, maybe he's just faking it. Maybe the old lady was in a mood. Did you catch a glimpse at her? Because if she starts getting in the mood, you start coming up with all kinds of things. I don't feel right. I'm sick. In the meantime, before he got COVID, Dick Durbin wanted to kind of crush any challenge to the dollar, which I find to be enlightening. Thank you, Mr. Gensler, Chair Gensler, for being here. What percentage of Americans are in the stock market? Do you know who Gensler is, Squirrel? He's the SEC chair. Do you know who Gensler was? Gensler was a Goldman Sachs whore who became the pimp after 2009. Gensler was neck deep in corruption. You know what his penalty was for that? He's now in charge of the SEC. See, this is the bureaucratic coup d'etat that America has been subjected to over the last 70 years. Did you know that both in the SEC and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, in that one in particular, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which was before the Supreme Court, and they kind of won. Their bureaucrats 100% gave to the Democrat Party. Did you furthermore know that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau gets its money from the Federal Reserve so it has absolutely no oversight by Congress. And Ginsler and the founder, the original the original head of the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they're all Goldman Sachs alum scum. Now to NBC5 responds in the U.S. Supreme Court case that could have a major impact on consumers, and it's not related to student loans. It's a case about the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, an agency created to do just that, protect consumers. But a court has questioned whether the agency itself is constitutional. So what does this mean for you? Lexi Suter is now joining us with more on the case. Lexi? Yeah, Alex and Marion, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was formed in the years following 2008's financial crisis and recession. Now, advocates say... Its protections are immense. The agency has recovered more than $15 billion for consumers since it was created. But So you know what it does with that $15 billion, Squirrel? There's a reason I let that play. Whatever it wants to. It can give it to non-for-profits. It can give it to anybody. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has zero oversight from our government. And do you know, Honey Bunny, the clip that was taken down from YouTube that I sent over the weekend was the clip that also talks about how Barack Obama set up an organization of penalty to fund the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which to this date has raised about $35 billion, and the American people don't know where it went. It was supposed to go back into the fund, you know, to pay for the government, but they stole it. So I want Barack Obama to take over because Joe Biden isn't the president. This is his Marxist mafia that's running things, and they're doing well. And little Dick Durbin, right before his wife was in the mood and he faked COVID for the third time, or hopefully he's got it. Either way, I win. Uh, Little Dick Durbin wants to destroy any challenge to the dollar, which is another explanation of all of our foreign policy war profiteering. Well, it's uh, there's at least 52 million Americans that have uh, investment advisors advising them. There's even more than that number. And I will have to get back to you that actually invest in mutual funds or have brokerage accounts, but it's, it's well over half, but we'll get you an exact statistic. I've heard it was around half. If you could give me some specifics, helpful. 
thing that- now even though he's saying this squirrel he's hoping he's 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 thinking in his head i hope the old lady's not in the mood i don't know how i'm gonna fake it again it surprises me what i read and learned that one out of five americans have invested or traded cryptocurrency there's the enemy squirrel oh it's a war on crypto with everything going on in the government the hearings in the senate not about the fbi corruption not about the corruption in the White House, not about the infiltration of the Chinese Communist Party or the money missing from the Pentagon. The hearings that Dick Durbin, little Dick Durbin, wants to have is about crypto. Hmm. Are you aware of that? Uh, I've seen some of those statistics. One out of five? Uh, Again, I can't vouch for the surveys. It's not done by the SEC or this committee. (laughs) So this is an industry which you have said is, quote, rife with fraud, scams and abuse. You mean like the government? You mean like HUD? You mean like the Pentagon? Or you mean like the money that goes to Big Pharma between NIH? And by the way, did, why couldn't you have a hearing on that? I was interested in, in, in the answers that Senator Paul was asking, you know, like a year ago. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. But little Dick Durbin... He's got two problems. Number one, if the old lady is all horned up. Number two, cryptocurrency. Did you say that recently? I, I would say it in this live hearing. It is, it is a field that is rife with fraud, scams, and abuse. And uh, there are a lot of uh, actors in this field that uh, are international, offshore, but they're still tapping on the American public's wish. But the ones that bribed Joe Biden and his son, the one that has 17 recorded phone calls. You don't want to know about that. What's the enemy? Bitcoin. It is a bureaucratic coup d'etat of Americanism. These are the puppets. It's time to ignore them. I want to go after the puppeteers. I want to destroy the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. How was it created? And why is there no oversight? And what did it do with the money it finds banks? Because it continues to find them on a monthly basis. They're stealing the freaking money. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. One of the only three concerts I've ever been to, Squirrel. He would shut the microphone off and you could feel his voice. That's the kind of Italian that makes you proud to be an Italian. The kind that makes you disgusted is Nancy Pelosi and her half-assed mob father, Thomas D'Alessandro. And you remember how this whole cabal of corruption really took hold in this country. Yes, it was because... Of prohibition and the rest of it, but who perfected those kind of scandals? And you play who's worse? Joe Kennedy, scumbag, they toot they scumbag. But is he as bad as Prescott Bush, or are they equal? They're both Nazi sympathizers, both gangsters who profited off government policy. But Nancy Pelosi might be the culmination of it all. And she, I love to watch her in her later years, not just because I like the fact she could do a Depends commercial, but she's revealing through her senility. Just where all the corruption gets started. 
This past week, two IRS whistleblowers, career yeah. investigators, testified under oath that the Justice Department slow walked the investigation yeah. into president. Now, Squirrel, just because you're back from vacation, every time you hear the word whistleblower, you don't have to say Kamala Harris in my ear. I know what you're thinking. President Biden's son, Hunter, and ignored recommendations to file more serious felony charges. Are you confident the politics did not play a role here? Well, it was, Mr. Met, you sent you reference Mm -hmm. the hearing. Mm -hmm. What a ridiculous clown show again on the part. By the way, that's that's the phrase. These are specific phrases. You'll hear her. You'll hear Hakeem. You'll hear even uh, Stacey Pluskett, the do nothing, good for nothing congresswoman. Not really. Who just gets money and spreads frauds. The clown show will be what they refer to as anything with the Republicans or Trump. Part of the Republicans. Here was a purpose that, that you described. What do they do? Bring in Joe Kennedy talking about some- Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy's been dead, honey, since you uh, since you didn't need that girdle. Joe Kennedy's long dead, burning in hell. Censorship that he's being censored as he's talking to the world in a congressional hearing and showing pictures uh, that hadn't. Nothing to do with the essence right. of it. I think you mentioned Robert, Robert F. Kennedy, but on the okay. essence. Yeah, what are you going to do? Grandson, grandfather. She remembers who got her started, both her half-assed mobster father and Joe Kennedy. In the meantime, what's the answer for the Republicans? Well, I can tell you what it isn't. It isn't Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, I mean, aside from being a governor, and if I remember correctly, Squirrel, there was quite a scandal with Nikki Haley. I believe she shot off to the South American with a boyfriend, if memory serves me correct, kind of like Bob Menendez and the underage hookers. However, that won't stop her from being a figurehead in the government mafia. We do an election coming up that's a little bit frightening to some, some Americans based on where we are uh, right now. It's a crowded field uh, as far as Republicans go. Um, there has been a criticism that Republicans, many of the candidates, are hesitant to criticize President Trump. There's also criticism that if you're at two or three percent, you're just playing, you're just basically renominating or going to nominate uh, President Trump because the, the, the field is too uh, dilutive at, at that point. What do you say to all these things? This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're just getting started. This will really start to shake up post-Labor Day. You know, there are people who either want me to like Trump 100 percent of the time or not like him 100 percent of the time. That's not how I think. I shoot it straight. If he does something good, I support him. If he doesn't do something good, I hit him on it. And I think that that's how we should be. And when you look at the elections, look back at 2016. In July of 2015, Cruz had 4% going to the Iowa caucuses. In November, he had 10%. In January, he won it outright. Okay, if he does something wrong, you criticize him. So I don't know what's going to happen in Georgia. I don't know know whether there's additional federal charges coming about uh, January 6th. Have enough things happened at this point for you to say that he's a flawed candidate, that the Republican Party does not need at the top of the ticket? Or do you still, like so many people, think that it's uh, an unequal system of justice, And this is the guy we want to to clean up the swamp again. I have said it very clearly that we need a new generational leader. We've got to leave this negativity behind. Are there problems in our... Oh, God. Negativity. What they're afraid of is that someone will stop the bureaucratic complex from raping the people. Someone will create peace. Someone will stop with the stupidity and demand accountability. That's what they can't afford. 
That's why they're really in this race. Nikki Haley. That's another mistake Trump made. Nikki Haley. Craig Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thank you very much for taking my call. Okay, as a back. How's the new phone? Oh, this is good, man. I'm. Hey, I got lots of batteries. Sure. Oh, the yeah, NSA can hear you clearly now, babe. Go ahead, enjoy your audit. Oh, God, that's what I'm afraid of, brother. Hey, so I'm out on my, uh, you know, like little getaway to chase my family here. I've been doing this for decades, and here is a backdrop. Um, you know how everything gets destroyed by these uh, fascists and everything, like our our elections, our economy, our, you know, just everything that's going. They're burning down to the uh, blasted uh, uh, food plants and everything. I'm sitting there on a beach, uh, a nice private beach here, looking across the lake, and where all the decades pass coming out here. Beautiful green trees all the way going across, all the different boat slips everything across the lake. You can see all the colors of the boats and everything like that. And because of all that uh, ash and everything, that microscopic ash in the air, it's all gray. Everything's gray. You don't see no green. You don't see no that. It's all thing. And I, and they're saying more and more that these fires were intentionally started. Hundreds of them. They, so there's, there's all. Well, the Toronto Star has reports that the Mounties actually are looking at an entire eco-Nazi militia that they think may have been at the root of it. I mean, I can't wait to see. But our information is censored. Now you're not in Michigan, are you? Where the dailies are, because you run a chance of watching him walk around in a thong. No, no. Granted, no, no. it started it's out like shorts, but it ends up in a thong. That fat ass. I'm I'm across the lake from Trixker's uh, where he's got his vintage uh, wooden boats, man. He's going to have ash all over his boats because oh. I'm across the lake from Trixker's uh, on the lake uh, mansion over here. Well, just remember, oh, yeah, if you he's... see a family of manatees, it's just him and his wife swimming. We'll be back after this. I'm too fat. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. This morning, when I saw this news clip, I was excited about my next guest. He was exactly who I thought of when I was listening to this news clip. And then there's this video from Saturday night showing a large street fight that reportedly broke out outside a bar in the Wrigleyville neighborhood, not far from the Chicago Cubs stadium with security and police trying to get things under control. And while murders and shootings are slightly down from last year's near historic highs, crime in nearly every other category is up. Robberies are up 16%, thefts 14 and the number of carjackings is more than double what it was at this point a year ago. Right now, all eyes are on newly elected progressive Mayor Brandon Johnson, who promised to make the city safer by addressing... Yeah, by failing. My next guest wrote a book about this. He uh, served, started as a JAG Corps, served in the United States Navy JAG Corps, where he was a two-time commanding officer and deputy chief judge of the Navy Marine Corps Trial Judiciary. He served as a local, state, federal, and military prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a military trial judge. His book, Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. His name is Cully Stimson. Cully, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on again. Did you ever think about changing your name to Karnak? Because it seems everything you wrote in the book is happening five times as fast as you thought. 
Yeah, I was debating that or Miss Cleo, uh, <laughs> but I just haven't figured it out, so I think I'll just stick with what my parents gave me. Well, in the meantime, um, what we're living through is clearly intentional. And I have to tell you the conclusion that I came to is because what we're facing is a collective of Marxists who think of the, the government as a mafia don. And they want the controlled demolition of the quality of American life because it's within that chaos their power really, really thrives. Do you think I'm wrong or just uh, down the rabbit hole? You're 100% right. In fact, our first chapter in our book, which is, you know, only came out June 27th uh, this year, but it's been best selling on Amazon. It's been one, two, or three uh, on Amazon and, and law enforcement and new releases. Uh, this is. This is, to use your word, intentional. This is by design. Uh, and I got to laugh at the teaser, you know, we got to see whether the new mayor is going <laughs> to impact crime. That's a bunch of horse hockey. It's the DA, stupid. Yeah. The DA is the gatekeeper to the criminal justice system. It's Kim Fox. That's why we wrote the op-ed in the Chicago Tribune. There's 2,300 elected DAs around the country, and she and she alone, every one of those 2,300s are the gatekeepers. doesn't matter what the mayor does. Uh, as long as the DA is working closely with the cops and, and uh, has a professional arm's length working relationship with them, they can keep crime down. So in places like your city, in some parts of that town, it's more dangerous than it was in the heights of the surge in Iraq and Afghanistan. And that's why we dedicated a whole chapter to Kim Fox and her intentional policies of raising crime rates. Cully, what it's done, though, is, is magnificent if you're in the mafia, because what this new mayor has done in a very short time is massively expand the spending budget and cut in ex-gangbangers by naming them peacekeepers and really growing the, the social intention of corruption. But he's selling it as we're going to make things better. So he massively spends a tremendous amount of money and cuts his friends in. I mean, we're talking hundreds of these Marxist apparatchiks that now have titles and jobs. And in the meantime, what nobody seems to put together is these street, street gangs have infiltrated politics for decades. There is no way that every housewife in the suburbs could know where to buy drugs, but the authorities couldn't. This is a, a, a culmination of corruption where they're in on it, and they're not interested in breaking apart. And what Kim Fox represents is they're certainly not interested in putting the bad guys away. They want them on the streets. They want them making money. Right. And that's why, and you can't forget Tony Preckwinkle. Tony Preckwinkle, who oh. was... Who had who brought Kim Fox out of obscurity to be her deputy chief of staff is the one who anointed Kim Fox into this position. She was a pawn in a bigger machine, which you know better than anybody. Uh, and it was to, it was Tony Preckwinkle who ushered her off stage left a few weeks ago uh, when Kim Fox had to bite it and admit and acknowledge that she was not going to run for re-election next year. Why? Because crime is the soft underbelly and Achilles heel of the Democratic Party, and they can't have Kim Fox on the front pages of the newspapers for the next 18 months when they're going to have the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. They don't want to repeat a 68. That's the deal. Let me ask you this, because I know, listen, I, I'm well aware of your legal background, but ultimately, this is a philosophy problem. And I noticed this, I moved from Chicago area uh, three years ago. And the reason that I did, and the reason I did it early, was a couple of re twofold. But the main thing was the, the neighbors, the citizens, they were not offended by the culture of corruption. They were not rejecting the open and notorious scandals 
that should have been not only rejected, but where the people demanded incarceration of politicians and the rest of it. It was almost as if they aspired to be the favored class. When that happens, how do you get the concept of law and order? Because in these Democrat sewers, they don't want it. So now what do you do? Look, you know, your town or your old town, New Orleans, uh, with, with uh, the Edwin Edwards uh, family, uh, the, you know, all the, your town going back to Blagojevich, uh, oh, yeah. New York had their own problems. Yes, there is a political class that will always benefit off chaos, graft, and corruption. That's just the way it is. The pernicious aspect of this rogue prosecutor movement, what they call the progressive prosecutor movement, is it stems from, as you'll see in Chapter 1 of our book, the Marxist prison abolitionist movement. It's bizarre. There is one. Angela Davis wrote a book, Our Prisons Obsolete. She actually thinks they are. They should be all gone. It's just nutty. But they believe uh, that all the prisons should be abolished and that modern-day prisons are modern-day slave plantations. Those are their words. They think the whole criminal justice system is racist. Of course, there's no such thing as the criminal justice system. There's 18,000 police departments, 2,300 DA offices in 3,143 counties. There's DA. There's systems out there, and everyone is different. Um, you know, but they want chaos. They want chaos. And the people you got to feel sorry for, Sean, are the people who live in the underserved and underprivileged communities who are negatively and disproportionately impacted by crime. But this movement doesn't care about them. Cully, you mentioned him in the title of your book, um, How the Soros Lawyers. George Soros, I think, was the inspiration for Star Wars is Palpatine. Uh, he is an evil emperor. He <laughs> he controls every fracking thing. But number one, he's made a significant billions and billions of dollars by imploding the value of currencies. This is something mm -hmm. he's done. Anywhere he is, there is a collapse that he profits from. Why is this yeah. permitted in this country? If everybody knows it, you and me, and everybody knows what he is, how is his money... He's not even a frackin' American. How is his money allowed to do this? So our second chapter in the book is Follow the Money. It's all about the Soros money. And by the way, to the people who claim, oh, you're an anti-Semite, number one, I married a Jew. Uh, number two, uh, George Soros himself took to the pages of the Wall Street Journal last year talking about why he supports progressive prosecutors. So the man himself is admitting it. This is about his policies. What we have not found, Sean, is any evidence that any of his spending through political action committees in various states, usually called safety and justice PACs, which is two of them were stood up to first elect Kim Fox in 2016, uh, is illegal. In fact, it's entirely legal. It's at the state level, and he just pours millions, tens of millions of dollars. In our chapter two, we point to $40 million of direct spending, but about a billion, with a B, dollars of indirect spending through front groups like Fair and Just Prosecution, which is neither fair nor just, or other front groups. So we haven't found any illegality, uh, and that's why there's a countervailing movement on the other side who believes in law and order, uh, and they're starting to make some progress, but not enough. Cully, as I get older, I turn myself into a, into a radical the way things sit, because I understand that it's legal. But the only reason it's legal is because the lawmakers wrote it. It's, it shouldn't be legal. The open and notorious bribery, the PAC scam, George Soros started with nothing and is worth billions of dollars by imploding nations. Forget about companies. He's not a corporate raider. He's a nation raider. 
We all know this. So he's not giving money because he wants an outcome. He's giving money because he wants a profit. Have you in your research been able to track any of the profit aside from his interest in the companies that profit from failed policies? Is there a direct profiteering mechanism? Because I don't care who you are. You're not spending a billion dollars unless you want to return on it. We didn't focus on that. This is more of a true crime novel focusing on eight cities. Uh, Chicago is one of the eight cities where their Soros bought and paid for rogue prosecutors who are all pro-criminal and anti-victim. And honestly, you know, if we did do a second book, I think I would focus on the money because I bet you he's actually losing money on this because, uh, you know, what you, see in, what you see in Philadelphia, what you see in Chicago, what you see in Baltimore, San Francisco, L.A., is when these rogue prosecutors come in, businesses start leaving, large businesses start leaving, the inner city core of businesses and people start moving out. So, I mean, he's a smart guy, so he's probably figured out a way to monetize this and make money off of it. But from first glance, it looks like people are losing money, a lot of money. Yeah, Kali, but let me tell you, let an old floor trader give you what I think. And we'll just have a conversation like we were having a cigar together. Because I've been doing a lot of research. And it turns out that we have bureaucracies in our government that are, are immune from oversight. And one of my favorite is a creation by Barack Obama, and he's not smart enough to create anything. So this comes from these kind of oligarchs, and it's called the Consumer Financial Protection Agency. And they get their funding from the Federal Reserve, so they have no congressional oversight. The Congress can never see where they spend the money. So year to date, it looks like they have fined banks and other financial institutions in the tens of billions, if if not over $100 billion. What they can do with that money is they can give it to non-for-profits. There is a reason that these oligarchs all have immense non-for-profits. They all have their hands in 50 of them. Because the checks get written, and then you have bureaucracies like HUD that can be recipients of this money. And HUD has lost only second to the Pentagon. The Pentagon in 20 years lost $6 trillion. They don't know where it is. How can the people have oversight, watch these people, when they're neutered? Isn't this anti-American Republic Foundation, how did this bureaucracy circumvent oversight of the people? So you're right. The administrative state is like kudzu. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. No matter how much you cut it back, it just keeps growing. Two-thirds of our spending is on automatic pilot at the federal level. Only one-third is discretionary spending. And, you know, when Justice Scalia, the great, perhaps the greatest jurist in our lifetime, penned his dissent in Morrison versus Olson, talking about how the independent council was uh, unconstitutional because it wasn't more to the executive branch. That's the reason they didn't renew the independent council statute. And I think what you're starting to see is a real threat to the administrative state because the court is taking up this more case next term, which is going to take on what's called Chevron deference. Do we defer yeah. to the bureaucrats of their own interpretation of their own rules? The left sees that as a existential threat because they want this automatic pilot pure deference we got to reclaim congress congress has to reclaim their legislative powers and do their freaking job mm-hmm. uh and we as the american people are losing out when they don't do that Cully, uh i'm looking at your, your resume you start in the military you, everything yep. in your life is about bettering the country everything and you now work at the heritage which is an organization that is truly putting up a fight against the corrupt oligarchy we pretend is our government. Are there, are there ever, is there ever something where you say, okay, 
this, it, it looks like it could change, it will change, or you're investigating into this corrupt bureaucracy, and you realize these are just puppet politicians. They're neutered, they can't do anything anyway, and in your opinion, can we change it? Do you ever get demoralized from what you know? No. I'm an optimist. Good. I'm a patriot. I think we're starting to reclaim our power as individuals because the government only has that power which we give them. And now we have a constitutionalist court. Uh, and now we put Roe back where it belongs in the states. We're getting free speech back through the Jack Phillips Masterpiece Cake Shop cake, uh, case and now the 303 Creative case. Uh, we're pushing back on DEI. We're pushing back on ESG. Uh, and I think when Chevron deference goes and Congress has to get back in their box and do their job and write specific laws, we're going to continue to reclaim and be on offense. And that's why I wake up as an optimist every day. I started off as a high school teacher, an educator. And I, I think that. we just have to educate people to the basics of why this country is exceptional and why the separation of powers really, really matters. And they need to understand it at the granular level. Because if they don't, then they're just giving up their freedom every day. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau kind of lost and it kind of won. It went to the Supreme Court and they said they can't appoint the director. It has to be. Right. Uh, is there a way to take it back and destroy it? Because that is clearly a bureaucracy intended to harm my country. Is there a way to challenge it again, in your opinion? Well, you know, I don't like making policy through court decisions. I think courts, uh, you know, especially the Supreme Court, can write uh, wrongs that were grievously wrong from the beginning, like Roe was. But I think Congress, back to my main point, needs to do their job. Get rid of that agency. Just yeah. get rid of it. I think they should start running on it. Back the Senate, if we take back the Senate, uh, if the Republicans take back the Senate or like-minded Democrats... Uh, like Joe Biden, I mean, uh, Joe Manchin and others uh, who seem to be, you know, pushing back a little bit on the left. Um, get rid of it. it you, it's going to better Americans' lives when you just get rid of the bloat in the administrative state and get back to the basics. When you write the follow-up book, will you come on my show and promote it, please? I, I would love to. And, in fact, All we're right. going to be in Chicago uh, in a few weeks uh, doing a book promo. So, uh, All right, give me a call. I'd love to meet you face-to-face. In the meantime, remember something. I remember this as a young kid who had nothing, and I went to lunch. I was honored to be asked to lunch with a millionaire. And when the bill came, he split the check. Millionaires don't tip, and they're not magnanimous. If Soros spends a billion dollars, it's because he gets $100 billion in return. I think that should be the name of your first chapter in the new book. All right. I'll write it down. <laughs> I'm kidding. Colleen Stimson, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you very much. Hey, thanks and for having me, And the book, yep. Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities, it's out now. Do yourself a favor and buy it. Thanks again. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Tell squirrels back. Music's better. Uh, when I was back in the area in uh, Chicago, I couldn't help but notice I went into a CVS. Couldn't believe the amount of stuff that's locked up now. It's astonishing. So I guess society is adapting 
to the collapse of itself. As we know in these Democrat areas, the way things were, the honor system or the idea that there was a right and wrong and people went to jail for thievery, uh, that's just gone. But it's really only in the Democrat areas as I come back to America, called Florida, and I see that doesn't exist here. But it does exist everywhere. There's the Democrat rulers. Uplifters. One of them even took the time to explain why he simply didn't pay. Off camera, a Walgreens employee told me they're hit anywhere between 15 to 20 times a day. Out of frustration, a week and a half ago, they decided to chain up their freezer section. This is one of the hardest hit areas in their store. Now, when you want something, you have to press this button. A message goes off on the overhead speaker, and an employee comes to unlock the freezer. According to the employee... It's like the Soviet Union. Oh, you want some bread? Stand in line. You want some meat? Stand in line. As societies collapse, it's fun to watch the Democrat areas adapt, but it's not so much fun to watch companies who were built because of the American system of law, American system of finance, as they take the side of the perpetrator as well. We expect the Democrats, but... At two lows? An employee of 13 years at the Rinkin Lowe's is out of a job today. This after she was fired for doing something that some people would call a good thing. The woman was let go because she tried to stop shoplifters from stealing from the store. She was assaulted. By the way, does it bother anybody else that some people? What do you mean some? Wouldn't all people think it's bad to allow shoplifters? in the process, according to authorities. And WSAV's Kaylee Fedko spoke to the former employee today and joins us now with her story and more details about what happened. That's right. I sat down with Donna Hansbro today, who was fired from the Rankin Lowe's last month. And despite all that's happened, she seems to be in very good spirits and was able to break down for me in her own words what transpired the evening of June 25th. How's she in good spirits, squirrel? I tell you, these idiots, how do you get a job on the news? I guess you just have to be able to stream a sentence together, which among Democrats is a skill. She got punched in the face three times and lost her job. She's in good spirits, though. I really wasn't expecting to be fired because I really love that job. Now, I sense that she's crying, Squirrel. Do you sense that? But the talking mannequin moron says good spirits. And I did it to my best. This is Donna Hansbro, who worked at the Rinkin Lowe's for 13 years. She was fired on June 29th after trying to stop these three people from allegedly trying to steal from the store a few days earlier. It's not the first time she says she's seen theft at the store, but she wanted it to be the last. I just wanted to get our merchandise. I was just tired of people walking out, sorry, without, with, she sounds without like paying she's in good spirits. for our stuff. I've been at that store for 13 years. It seems like a big family is part of my stuff. And I just lost it. Hansborough telling me she saw this woman, identified as Takaya Berry, walking out of the store with a cart full of expensive equipment and asked to see a receipt. When Berry failed to show her one, she chased her and the two men with her into the parking lot. Hansborough then grabbed the cart Barry was holding and was allegedly hit in the face by Barry. I had a hold of the car. She's more of a man, more of a hero, more courageous than any Franken Democrat. Any Democrat.
Because the Democrats are on the side of the scallywag. Employee we spoke to, company policy says they can't challenge shoplifters' plastic cases. We asked what the brown marks were. Turns out shoplifters have tried to burn the cases. This vendor saw four shoplifters in the couple of hours he was working at the store today. So basically stealing out of this store. He did not want his face on camera, but said he detained eight people shoplifting yesterday. People were entering the store and taking products. So outside, if they cross the threshold, they can be put under arrest. The eight people that we I took on yesterday, seven of them returned the items. So basically all eight returned the items. With one, there was... A- they do it for the re- main reason the first moron said. It's San Francisco, bro. They do it because it's normal in this society. And it only took three years for this collapse to happen. Only three years. How in the world could it possibly happen? In something titled, Why is Joe Biden so unpopular? Andrew Romano writes that at this point in his term, Joe Biden is the second most unpopular president in modern U.S. history. Jimmy Carter was the first. Jimmy Carter didn't get 81 million votes, though. It's all right. Neither did Joe Biden. In the meantime, how are they going to possibly sustain this? Just keep saying how great he is, and no one will notice as the next election is frauded. All of this is part of our blueprint together. I believe that, Dimwit. I absolutely believe that office tramp. For what America can be. This is Bidenomics, a plan to invest in America and build a future in which all people can truly thrive. You want to know what America is going to look like very soon? It'll be all but two states, maybe five Because the rest of the states are being attacked by the Department of Justice. As tonight, Texas is being sued by the Department of Justice for putting up buoys. Buoys in the river where illegal aliens were streaming. The same illegal aliens who are responsible for 130,000 deaths due to fentanyl. Those same ones. But yet if you speak against these idiots, whether it's the dimwit and diapers or the office tramp, The Democrats get mad. Oh, they do. Here's Governor Murphy. It's frankly offensive. Uh, She is an icon. She is an icon in the South Asian community, in the African-American community, among millions of women in this country. Um, I frankly think it's offensive, and I think at the end of the day, it's a losing strategy. I think you're wrong. I think everybody knows what Kamala Harris is. I think everybody picks it up. The question is, does it matter? When the system is already set up to be rigged, to be stolen. Does it matter when the Republicans are afraid to run against the Democrats and would rather run against one specific Republican? Support him if he gets the nomination? I would support him because I am not going to have a President Kamala Harris. We can't afford that. That is not going to happen. But I will tell you, you look at these indictments, there's probably going to be a fourth indictment. We can't have, as Republicans, him as the nominee. He can't win a general election. That's the... But Nikki Haley can, and she never talked about the illegality and the persecution of Donald Trump. She talks about the indictments as if they're legitimate from the same Department of Justice that is suing Texas because it's trying to stop illegal aliens from destroying its state. The problem, we've got to go and have someone who can actually win, and that's what it's going to take. I've been a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse. I was at the U.N. I didn't negotiate. You know, this is the other thing. Politicians don't make individuals strive. Capitalism does. So if they restrain from 
stealing from us, from regulating us, then we all strive. We know that throughout history. But somehow that's a resume builder for this dimwit. With one country, I negotiated with 193. It is time for a new leader with new solutions that can move if us forward. If it's not you and it's not Trump and maybe you, you could be a, a, a vice president, I know you probably hate I don't people play say for that. I, know. Okay. I don't play for a second. Who, who uh, give me the, the other top three if it's not you or Trump? No, it's going to be me. Okay. At the end of the day. <laughs> That's a best answer. And if it is, you know the difference between her and Biden? She can speak in sentences, and that's it. Bart in his car. Yeah, hey, Daddy-O. It's, you're on fire today. What a great interview just now. Okay. Love it. But, you know, I saw a thing by Kevin Sorbo. I mean, it said... Uh, a country of strong men would never stand for this, and that's why they attacked masculinity first. All the cornerstones of this country, everything we built this country on, including the Constitution, is under assault. And when this is done, there'll be no resupply. There's no place left to go. If you look at the other countries, Canada, Australia, where they are slowly surrendering their liberties, there won't be another, there won't be a do-over. We need to stand up for this, or we're finished. Bart, I couldn't agree with you more, but this isn't our doing. This is a culmination of corruption that is perfected in Democrats' sewer areas. That's why the players are financing the Democrats, because it's within the failed economics that they steal both the money, the land, and the control. And they backdoor nationalize business. And the greatest weapon was COVID. And the other greatest weapon was the collapse of 2009. Their goal isn't for us to succeed. It's for absolute failure and our complacency. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's the guy that's in trouble right now, Squirrel. Jason Aldean. He did a concert. Uh, we had Chuck from Dullivan call us on Friday. He did a uh, concert in Wisconsin. I'm hoping it was sold out, as I will not buy anything from Lowe's or CVS anymore. Or Walgreens. In the meantime, what did Nikki Haley ever say about the financial fraud taking place in Ukraine? I think she was all up for it. Wasn't she, Squirrel? I believe she was. At the end of the day, you have to look at what it's going to take. The other candidates have spent millions of dollars. The accountant in me hasn't spent anything because no... Well, you were broke after you flew to South America to meet your boyfriend. One's paying attention. The debates start next month. You'll see me on the debate stage. Then things will start to move, and then you'll see those numbers start to shift. She said shift, right? Whew. In the meantime, all right, I just want to make sure, you know, she has a little bit of a lisp. In the meantime, is Biden going to debate? How do you think that'll go, Squirrel? For two reasons. One, to... Uh-huh. 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 We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, let uh, um, me say it another way. But the All nature, right. not. He's fine. Everything's fine. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, Ditto's buddy. Okay. Or should I say Ditto's daddy-o? What's what all these dudes calling you daddy-o? What is this, the 70s? You could call me whatever you want. Just don't ever call me a Democrat. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, Sean, you hit it right on the head with Nikki Haley. It's like a wink and a nod with uh, calling these 
indictments. It's on the one hand, you're on the one hand, she's saying, uh, oh, what's going to happen with these indictments? On the other hand, you know, secretly, she hopes that some way they're, they're able to dispatch Trump. And this goes all the way up to DeSantis. Any of them Republicans that aren't willing to call what's going on to President Trump exactly what it is, a political persecution, can yeah. stick it in their ear. I like that very much. And I will say, um, Nikki Haley isn't talking about any of the things he did that she didn't like. Why don't we talk about that? Because, I, I mean, if you want to debate certain specific policies, I'm your guy. I could debate how believing the lie of COVID and bending knee to the pharmaceutical complex was the biggest problem. And you know who else could make that argument? Dr. John Campbell. Now, I want to give an update on what's going on globally with excess deaths and the causes of these excess deaths to some extent. Now, we've been doing quite a lot on this channel lately. We've been hearing from pretty high-caliber people around the world. Senator Gerard Rennick in Australia reporting on Australian excess deaths. Uh, this is Dr. Vibeka Manneke reporting on the excess deaths in uh, Denmark. And there's no question this is a, a global phenomenon at the moment. Let's Why isn't any Republican nominee discussing this? Not a one! In fact, there's nothing but silence when it comes to the excess deaths. And it's funny because Europe alone had 11,000, Great Britain, 11,000 last week in excess deaths. Chuck and Dullivan with an update. How you doing? I was over to Jason Aldean concert. Uh, it was sold out. The tickets were going for 300 bucks if you wanted to get in to see him. And then he sung his song that you played. He walked down the stage. Somebody threw him an American flag, and the place went up for grabs. So it was, and, it was as uh, the Democrats would call, when you throw an American flag or you pay homage to one, it's a very hostile environment filled with racists. Well, it wasn't hostile, but the thing that everybody was waiting for, there was a bunch of people waiting for the door. They were waiting out on the road, and they were hoping that somebody would yeah. come and protest because uh, you don't want to try it at yeah. a small town. That's why so, Melrose Parkers used to leave their door open. It's criminal yeah. fishing. So, yeah, I miss yeah. that. So I, was over, so I was over at the old Playboy Club, and oh. uh, I was over there having a good time, and we were dancing, and there, were, there was kids cooking s'mores. And so the one little kid who was out there dancing with us, he says, they, they won't give me any s'mores. I go, well, let's go over. We'll talk to him. So I went over to talk to him, and I go, uh, who's in charge of this stick here cooking the marshmallows? And he goes, well, I am. I said, well, here's five bucks. So then this other kid comes up to me. He goes, I want you to know I'm in charge of the chocolate. And I go, well, here's five bucks for you. Yeah. So this other kid comes up to me, and he goes, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the graham crackers. I said, "Well, here's yeah. five bucks for you." I tell you what. What do you, what do you kids' uh, what do you kids' parents do for a living? They go, "We're lawyers. My my my, my our parents are lawyers, and they work for they work for the city hall." I go, "Oh, it figures. There it is." Well, Chuck, the pay, the Playboy Club has changed quite a bit because I remember just when I was very young going there, we weren't buying s'mores, and it was a lot more than five dollars. George Naperville. Yeah, if this Justin Aldean could go and get himself pregnant, he'd probably headline the Super Bowl. Oh, I like that. I think Justin Aldean should come out as transgender, and he could do that whole, Jason, excuse me, and he could do that whole uh, uh, Rich Levine thing. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, 
mental and behavioral health. I don't know what the hell's going on, Squirrel. we got a 65-year-old potbelly man pretending to be a female admiral. And at the Playboy Club, they're selling s'mores. It's the end of the fracking world. You ever seen anything like this? And as your ash, I will continue that focus and support policy initiatives to improve. <laughs> we got to stop taking this seriously. That is a man pretending to be a woman in menopause. She's that is bald. A- she is bald, too, on top of it. It's outrageous. It's always, it's always very simple. It's about the kleptocracy, the one that we accuse Russia of having. We got it right here. Only our people are uglier and more confused sexually. 312-642-5600 is the number. Romano cites polling data from 538 where Biden's approval rating 910 days into his term stood at just 39%. So we got at least 40% of the country that's completely moronic. Or we've got 40% that's completely corrupt. You decide when I get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Wall Street Journal has bad news after bad news after bad news. The Dow Jones goes up. It's a perplexing time when you watch dimwits and frauds tell you the economy is good, yet more and more people are cast into welfare and poverty and stealing. What to make of it? I only go to one guy when it comes for the big picture items. It's E.J. Antoni. He is a research fellow in the Grover Herman Center for the Federal Budget at the Heritage Foundation. E.J., and Tony, what are you doing, handsome? Hey, I am hanging in, my man. How about you? I was watching Little Dick Durbin attack the idea that the American people had an alternative to the dollar. Now, I go back and forth on cyber currency, on Bitcoin, and all the rest of it. But one thing is for certain, the one that I would truly avoid is the U.S. dollar. I don't want it. I'm not looking at it as a rescue. I understand what the plan is the controlled demolition of the currency, and the destruction of the world-backed currency. I think this is an intentional plot to destroy the strength in the dollar because the Marxists want to destroy the idea of individual wealth and sovereignty. They want everybody subjugated to their corruption. What do you think? I, I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, this idea that Americans have an alternative to the dollar, yeah, we did until FDR, which, of course, is you and my favorite president, right? Until oh, FDR literally made it illegal for Americans to hold and use gold. So now, as you see the the culmination to destroy the options of the American citizen, to attack alternatives to the dollar, and at the same time, the Federal Reserve pushing its own digital cyber currency, that can't be good, is it? No, no, not at all, because this is all an attempt to get us onto this one-world currency the one world government, etc., where it, it is that socialist utopia of control. It's not a utopia for you or me. It's a utopia for the people who want to be in charge. So they have to walk a tightrope, right? They have to keep their own morons 
happy. So they tell you that the Bidenomics, which is, still makes me laugh every time I say it, but the controlled demolition of our of our nation is somehow helping you, but in fact it's robbing you. What are what is some of the data to prove the allegation that Bidenomics is a controlled demolition of the American economy the way we knew it? Well, you know, I think there's there's two really good ones. One has to do with with real wages, how much you can actually buy with your paycheck, and then the other has to do uh, with construction spending. In terms of your paycheck, you know, Biden's always really quick to point out that you're making a lot more today than you were when he took office, and that part of the story is in fact true. That that's the half truth, right? But then the other half is the lie. What can you actually buy with that bigger paycheck? You can buy less, a lot less. And once you remember that inflation is a tax, and you look at last month, the latest month for which we have data, you look at how much the average American worker was paying on an hourly basis in that inflation tax, it comes to about $4.50, which is also about how much the average American worker has to pay in federal income tax. In other words, Biden's inflation tax has successfully doubled how much you pay to the federal government. You know, it's interesting. There's so many different ways to to go at this. But one of the quiet, silent assassins of prosperity is the cost of debt. And debt now doesn't have to be a guy buying real estate. Debt has been normalized to where the average guy's got three credit cards in his pocket. Yet the massive increase in the cost of those credit cards, yet the manipulation as at the same time you raise his cost, you lower his credit potential if you want to. You can pick and choose the winners and losers. And it's an arbitrary way to control things. But some people who were working, decent people who were not late on credit cards, are seeing the lowering of their available credit and the rising of their cost of their existing credit, and that's the explanation for delinquencies that nobody wants to talk about because we're facing delinquencies that we were facing in 2008, late 2008, and during the collapse of 2009, are we not? Oh, absolutely, and what's really insane, you and I are concerned about the fact that credit card debt is through the roof right now, but you listen to the creeps at the Treasury and the Fed, and what do they say? Oh, well, you know, if you adjust it for inflation, it's not that bad. Adjust it for inflation? Are you kidding me? I mean, let's just go through this mental exercise for a second here. Imagine your pay doesn't increase, but everything you have to spend money on, the cost doubles everywhere, whether it's your, your, uh, your rent or your food, or your car payment, whatever the case may be. It all doubles. Uh, If you adjust any one of those items for inflation, there's zero increase because everything's gone up by the same amount. How on earth can you say adjusted for inflation when wages aren't keeping up with inflation and somehow that makes it okay for the consumer? It's just, it's just, but the diabolical nature and the way they keep people complacent is that they keep pretending and when I say they, I mean Democrats, in particular in these Democrat sewers that are their strongholds, like Chicago. And you get the, the Pritzker come out, and he's going he's gonna to mandate wage increases. And you're going to have restaurants where people were pretty much sustaining themselves from tips, but they're losing tips because people stopped going to the city. So the government's going to come in, and they're going to pretend to help you, and they're going to demand that your employer raise you, in some cases, double your hourly rate. But that is only a virtue shield. What they're really interested, this is my philosophy of what they're doing, is massively increasing their tax on your salary. 
because they're getting the bulk of the tax in your withholding tax, and they are also able to tax the employer who has to match your Social Security and all the rest of it. It's a quiet way to look magnanimous, but really cook your own numbers. And I think they need to because they're aware they're losing businesses and the real jobs numbers is in the turlet, to quote Archie Bunker, correct? No, absolutely, and you know they are they are at this point trying to get blood from a stone. They in Illinois they have already taxed the you know what out of everyone and everything, and there's very little left because so many businesses and so many people are fleeing the state. Illinois, this is insane, but Illinois actually has more people leave the state every year than die there. I mean that Ooh. is just that is the definition of hemorrhaging, and yet their answer to that is to tax and spend more and to try to squeeze what little they can out of the few people that are left. I have to ask you, we have a a so-called Republican Congress, and nobody watches more news than I do. I don't know who won the British Open. I didn't even know it was playing until this morning. I don't care. All I do is scour news. I have yet to see Republicans, for for the most part, run against Bidenomics. They're quiet. They're not mentioning that they funded it in the lift of the debt ceiling. In fact, we're butted up against another increase, right? Isn't it October we trigger another stop in the failed economy? Right, exactly. I think that's a big reason why a lot of these Republicans have not been very vocal about criticizing it, because they had a hand in it. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, the Republicans are basically uh, just Democrats going the speed limit. They, too, want to tax and spend way too much. They, too, are helping to destroy our currency. They're just not doing it as quickly. I don't like when uh, there was all the troubled signs of the banking industry and it just goes away. fact of the matter is, banks are kind of going on a diet. They've been accused of manipulating deposit data. Um, And there's still some issue as to what they're sending out in the form of loans. What does the banking sector really look like from your data? Oh, not good. And one of the key reasons behind that, you know, even even if you look past the fact that uh, deposit outflows resumed in a big way last week, let's just put that aside for a moment. The fact that blanks are banks are continuing uh, to bleed cash. The banks have currently been rescued by a temporary loan program from the Fed, but that only lasts a year. And at the end of the year, if they have not greatly improved their balance sheets they are going to be in big trouble. In fact, worse than they were in March. So... Oh, did we lose you? Did we lose my guy? Oh, I had the question about the red states versus the blue. Squirrel, can you effort to get him back? All right. We're going to effort to get EJ and Tony back. However, in the meantime, I want to ask about some of this money. Now, I'm going to sign this, and it's a great honor. $6.2 trillion. I've never signed anything with a T on it. I don't know if I can handle this one, Mitch. We can't chicken out at this point. I don't think so, huh? All right, thank you all. Hear that? I wanted that to be a nice signature. $6.2 trillion to mimic the velocity of money as the economy was shut down. 50% of those funds appear to have been stolen. How do we get that back? That's the question I have for EJ and Tony. Are we still efforting to get them back? 
All right, we're going to uh, take a short commercial. But oh, you're there, AJ? Yes, you're. Oh, all right. That phone is terrible. It's probably the NSA. Six point two trillion dollars <laughs> for COVID. Fifty percent of it, by some n- numbers, have been frauded. The PPP and the other scandal that that happened. What do we should we talk about this? Should this be something Republicans run on? Because I don't like the idea we're going to be forced into the just shut up and hold your nose and vote again. Why are they afraid to discuss this? Is in particular guys like Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't hear him mentioning much on the economic fail, failures of this country. You know what? It's a great question, and and again, I go back to the fact that I think a lot of Republicans are not talking about it because they had such a hand in it. And, but then you have to ask, okay, why are they not just doing a mea culpa and saying, I'm sorry, and we're not going to do it again? Probably because many of them intend to do it again. Many of them like the pork barrel spending. They like being able to grease the political skids with money out of the public purse. When you look at the top 10 states in the country that have uh, record low unemployment and uh, are not bankrupt, there are only... I think there's one that is Democrat-run, Maryland, and then there's one that they call independent. Um, All the rest are Republican. These are the states that people are fleeing to as people leave Illinois and leave New York and New Jersey. I'm curious to know, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because we have, unfortunately, in this system, a federal socialized program where the federal government, thanks to the COVID actions and the bailout in 2008, simply stroke checks for these failed, bankrupt, Democrat-run areas. Is there any way you see this changing, or is it kind of the double whammy, where you you, you run to, to a better economy and you may live in a better economy, but your state is going to bail out a Democrat state? I, you know what? I think the only way it changes is if we change who's in the White House and, frankly, change half of Congress. One of the really, really terrible things we saw uh, in 2021 was when Biden and the Democrats basically just bailed out all of the blue states, Illinois, California, New York. They got billions of dollars. And what did they do with it? They didn't pay off a bunch of debt. They didn't essentially hit the reset button on their federal, on their, excuse me, their state balance sheets. No, instead they just spent more money and put in plans to raise taxes when the federal funds run out. So they have no intention of actually reforming anything. They have every intention of continuing down the same failed path and then just having to basically leech off of all the productive red states. We now know that uh, the country is running at about a $2 trillion deficit. You hear every fracking week the moron um, go out and claim that he cut the deficit. But you and I know this. The average American knows this. The people who live here, we know this. I don't hear one, one important Republican, mainly Kevin McCarthy, why does he not beat the drum daily that we right now have a, a $2 trillion deficit and we're drowning? Why is he saying nothing? And I know I'm asking you a difficult question, but the reason I'm asking you this, this is all he should be saying, is to continue to beat that drum. But he's afraid. Or is he understand it's more lucrative to pretend that Joe Biden has an economic scheme other than destroying our, our, our dollar? I mean, why? Like, yeah, why? Why is he not going after this? Is, is it? Is it number one because he just doesn't care? Which I mean, who knows? Maybe that's possible. Uh, or again, is it number two the fact that he doesn't want to criticize Biden 
for racking up such a massive debt when he knows once the Republicans get in power, they intend to basically do the same thing. You know, it, it was it was really unfortunate how under Paul Ryan, when he was Speaker of the House, he made a lot of promises to cut spending, and yet he did exactly the opposite. And you got to wonder, is Kevin McCarthy in the same mold? The people reject ESG. The Republicans run Congress, yet they're moving forward with regulating household appliances. This is a real thing. I want you to listen to this for a second. On appliances. Um, so from this administration, we've seen them go after gas stoves, air conditioning units with regulation, refrigerators, washing machines, dishwashers, now water heaters. How many more home appliances will Americans eventually have to replace then because of regulation? So just to be clear, when it comes to water heaters, and uh, it, is, uh, it, is, uh, it is proposed, what has been put forward, uh, and if it, it is enacted, it would not take it into effect until 2029. So let's so the reason I played that clip is that right now this year, under Obama, there was an air conditioner change. Now, I live in Florida in air conditioning, brother. Forget about going into neurosurgery. You want to make money, you go into HVAC down in Florida. But they can't even work on units that do not fit a format that was back in the Obama years. So when they say they're going to implement these policies five years and ten years, well, that future sneaks up on people. And now I'm watching homeowners that although thought they were financially successful and could sustain it are retired on a budget and they have to get hit with a $12,000 new air conditioning bill because the contractors lose their license if they work on a on a non-conforming air conditioning appliance. This is what they're going to do to every fracking appliance in our home. What can the people do about it? If the Republicans don't even talk about it, because they should be running on removing that old regulation that's bankrupting retirees. Well, you know, if Republicans are not going to talk about it, then those Republicans don't deserve to be in office, quite frankly. And they should be replaced with people who do care. You know, look, at the end of the day, this also shows you that these people don't even care about the environment, because if they did, then they wouldn't be requiring these these uh, these systems to be torn out and replaced by new ones when the old systems have a long, useful life left in them. And disposing of these things is difficult and often damaging to the environment. One of the best things you could do is make your air conditioner last as long as possible, not need to throw it out when it's only five years old. It's something when you see the reality of it. I was uh, talking to a retiree who is truly stressed and has to borrow on credit cards to replace something that just needed to be worked on. It's a sad state of affairs when fascism casts decent people who worked their whole life into bankruptcy. And I think that's the intention. It's the only explanation. And that's why I know the people at the Heritage Foundation and you in particular are going to fight against it. In the meantime, when I win the presidency, you come on, you'll be my new Janet Yellen, only you'll actually have the hands of a man because you are one. And we will completely (laughs) destroy the Federal Reserve. Do we have a deal? Oh, we, we have a deal, my man. Absolutely. He is E.J. Antonio of the Heritage Foundation. Thank you for making yourself available. Talk to you next week. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's an ironic, complex news cycle when it comes to business. Every indication is that we are clearly in a recession. 11 months declined profits from companies, yet the Dow Jones rallies. 
I remember that BlackRock owns 5% of all S&P 500 companies. It's a staggering statistic of corruption. And then when you look at the Dow, how many companies are pulling the Dow up? But up it is. So let's get our financial corner advice from a guy who's never had to worry about finances in his life, but he did kiss Irish ass to get that pension. Cream puff, Jim. <laughs> That's why I didn't have to play the stock market. Anyway, the stock market. Do you, the, do the, you the miss stack, it every once in a while? Do you, do you go to the old no, road no, and just no, kiss no, Are you kidding me? Uh, I you can't get out of the fellowship club. I still, I still go. <laughs> now I can't. Yeah. But in the old days, I could. But anyway, the stock market is bulletproof, as far as I can tell. This is six year, six year high. Yeah. This week was a six year high. And it's funny you say six years. Rece- if this is a recession, uh-huh. I'll eat my head at State Madison. This well, is on. one of the best. It just takes you a missing DoorDash delivery to get you to eat your hat. That's no real accomplishment. <laughs> However, it's an interesting thing when you think about it. It could be, it could be, and I'm not saying it is. It could be that what you're seeing is the reflection of a decreasing dollar. Because it, there is a point when the stock, which is the currency of the individual company, becomes more valuable than the dirty paper that buys it. It's like, how could I make it translate to you? Like when you used to go by Madison Avenue to get a date on Saturday, and the prices went up. You see? It's really that the dollar went down. You follow? Well, but who's, who's yeah. doing that? You've got at it's least three aldermen's moms on that corner. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm out. You're saying? Exactly. No, you'll be fine. Your pension, your pension isn't, doesn't resist, doesn't rely on any of that stuff. You just get it because you were a loyal ass kisser to the Democrat mafia. Enjoy, my friend. And I think you must be getting hungry. Oh, it's the 24th. Yeah. Hang on. Got six more days, and you get one of those payouts. In the meantime, Let's uh, talk about uh, some more scandal afoot in the mafia. It's like taking the Chicago news and exporting it to Washington, D.C. It's very similar, except the explanation for it comes from an unusual character by the name of Sideshow Bob. Uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the Oversight Committee excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. So I've been I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. I want to get excited about this. Well, I really do. But 50 um, percent of the country, the people who vote Democrats in these small, disgusting areas uh, like it. They absolutely love it. So I'm wondering what could be the scandal that finally affects the Teflon Don known as dimwit and diapers. On Texas, Governor Abbott has now responded to the administration, responded to uh, the Department of Justice's letter uh, saying, Texas will see you in court, Mr. President. Um, your response, and can you give us a sense of what comes next here, how, how quickly this may play out? So I'm going to let the Department of Justice uh, speak to this. They've been very clear last week that they are uh, that they also will see uh, Governor Abbott in court uh, for his unlawful actions. We've been very clear about that. And we have also said that, uh, you know... So this is interesting, unlawful actions. Does a state have the right to protect the law? And what you're seeing more and more 
is that the federal government does not want federalism. Federal government does not want state law. They want to circumvent, nullify, and usurp it. When we... When we uh, move forward uh, with a plan, right, a plan of deterrence, diplomacy, and also uh, enforcement with how we were going to move forward after Title 42 was lifted, we actually saw the numbers go down. They did not see the numbers go down. In fact, the numbers are really quite clear. The average monthly encounters under Donald Trump was 50,789 average encounters at the border under this dimwit in diapers. It's 193,337. Now, even if you went to CPS, you know that that's more by 300%. But will it resonate with citizens who are affected by the crime, the mayhem, and the chaos? Uh, we actually saw the, the president's plan working. And what you see the, the governor doing is dangerous and unlawful, and it's actually hurting the process. It's hurting the process of what we're trying to do. Unlawful and hurting the process. He resurrected, he put buoys in the Rio Grande. And the Department of Justice is suing a governor of a border state. And instead of wanting to, or undermining, I should say, instead of coming to the table and trying to figure out a way to work together, uh, he continues to do this really uh, cruel, uh, unjust, inhumane uh, ways of moving forward with a, with a system that has been broken for decades. See, the plan is to bankrupt the average citizen, to bankrupt the American, to destroy per states because they understand it won't take long and every state will be Illinois. Every state will be New York and California. Uh, and the only person, the one person that is sowing chaos is Governor Abbott. That's what he continues to do, political stunts in an inhumane way. Uh, he's actively undermining our border enforcement plan, which, again, has the lowest level of unlawful border crossings in over two years. They say whatever they, they want. They say whatever they want. Reality means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yes, nature causes wildfires. And it's also true that if you pour gasoline on fires, you make it worse in the case of the climate. We have 8 billion people on the planet. We have never seen anything like this in the history of humanity. In the last 100 years, we have quadrupled our population. Prior to that, we had never doubled in 100 years. From zero to 1,500, we didn't even double. And that was under 500 million people. All of our Western paradigms, all of our Eastern paradigms, all of our religious paradigms are based on a world that doesn't exist anymore, you f***ing idiots. We have never seen anything like 8 billion humans consuming, using resources, creating waste. We are having a dramatic effect on our own home. When we say environment, it's not some woo-woo liberal thing. It's our house. We depend on it to survive. So no, we don't want to burn it down. Still want to get along with them? I don't either. Let them all go to the Democrat areas. We'll all go to the non-Democrat mafia areas. And you could have the USSA. And we'll just have America back. Can we do that? Let's do that again. Let's stop trying to convince these idiots, these morons, who support the corrupt Joe Biden, his destruction of the earth through his failed foreign policy of corruption. Because you're not going to reason with him. 
You're not going to reason with anybody that wants to kill their own baby. These are their two issues, and they'll turn a blind eye to the corruption because it doesn't offend them. You do. The fact that you're asking for righteousness and the true rule of law. You're the radical, not these screaming morons, half of whom are dressed in the wrong clothes. Prove Americans' physical and mental well-being. Yeah, from a man dressed as a female admiral. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You keep waiting for something to wake everybody up. And you realize how far we've fallen. If some man dressed as a woman demanding to intimidate women is now acceptable, and not only that, special. And it gets money. And it gets special rights. All the women have to suffer. You realize the kind of pickle we're all in. Why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if... Yeah. This is a guy who played college football at North... uh, Not Northwestern. He played college football, though, with Millie, I believe. If you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty. You're crazy. John in Palatine. Hey, Sean, how's it going? It's good, except the Rachel Levine thing's kind of got me a little perplexed how people look at this guy and go, uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, well yeah, that, uh, that Nancy Levine, I don't understand, but do you remember... Uh, when the world made sense, there used to be a fun little TV show called Mash. Sure, and, and Jamie Farr played this uh, played this uh, character who dressed as a as a woman and uh, was was transgender even in the seventies. But and he was doing it so that he everyone thought he was crazy to get bingo. out of the army. Section eight. He wanted the section eight, but I don't remember Klinger ever going in the woman's latrine. Could be wrong. I watch that show all the time. And uh, well, he needed a he needed a visit Palatine for that. Who was your favorite, Trapper John or uh, the other guy, Winthorpe or whatever the hell his name was? You know what? I gotta say Winthorpe because yeah. uh, the other one was just a kind of a short timer and uh, just lucky even got an appearance. Which one do you like, movie or the show? Oh, show. Oh, I say movie. All right. We got to agree to disagree. But what are you going to do? We're arguing over transvestites. We can agree to disagree. That's okay. There are a lot of Kennedys. Yeah, there's a lot of Kennedys. But she remembers Joe. That's not only going to keep them from going to the polls or suppressing vote or telling untruths, but is also really very detrimental to the American people. You know what else is detrimental to the American people? 700 million, or arguably a billion one, being stolen. Oh, yes, it's true. Rachel, this is a company that, as long as I've been you know, reporting here at Freightways doing this show, they've had a lot of trouble. It used to be called YRC. There was a big bailout in 2020, and I remember the New York, the New York Times uh, 
said it was perplexing, right? It said the Department of Defense offered a few details to a congressional oversight, offered few details to a congressional oversight committee about why a struggling trucking company, YRC Worldwide, was determined to be critical to national security, a designation that allowed it to receive $700 million stimulus loan. Um, they lost more than $100 million in 2019, the year before they got this loan. They switched their name to Yellow, and now they're telling Teamsters they're going to run out of money in August. Yeah, so Yellow has been struggling for the past several decades. The Department of Defense gave them $700 million? How is that legal? And they're going bankrupt? We are now fighting for the livelihood of our 30,000 employees. We will do all we can to save these American jobs. While union leaders come and... Did you know the stock market's up, Squirrel? Oh, yeah, this, is, this, this company's in the stock market. But it's going bankrupt, along with numerous banks and other things. Why would the stock market still be up? Yo... Yellow has been around a century. Responsible leaders work together to create opportunities and maintain jobs. You know why I'm playing this? So that next week when I play the UPS clip, when the Teamsters and the labor extortion mafias shut down that company, we can remember exactly the destruction and why they, the upper echelon of these unions support the gangster government represented by Joe Biden. They'll vote for this dimwit in diapers or anybody else who strengthens their mafia. We simply cannot let these jobs in this company go without taking a stand. That was Yellow CEO Darren Hawkins on the fight to keep his trucking business alive. The nation's third largest trucking company is suing the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, alleging a breach of contract and blocking efforts to modernize the company. Hawkins says 30,000 jobs are on the line if the labor union does not cooperate and come to the table to negotiate. He joins me now. Darren, before I do this. They are, the unions, that is, makes them have two depots. What they wanted to do is have one, and the union said no. So they'd rather shut the company down than negotiate. Let's talk about this lawsuit and exactly what happened. To make it clear here, why, in your opinion, will the Teamsters not come to the table at all? Because it's the same Teamster, Sean O'Brien. You know the one who's always next to Joe Biden? Enemies foreign and domestic are in control. It's not a republic when there's a Democrat mafia don pretending to be anything. Squirrel, is this really the end? First day went fast with Squirrel. We'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.